hair splitting, their thinking, and no, none of that's believing. And, and you you can't get to a reception of God's place, from God's place, by, by knowing or thinking. But on the other hand, we're, we're the beloved. We're the ones who receive this from God. And with that comes the requirement. And and I want to repent. I mean, back up off of that word requirement. Because it's not a requirement. This is a process that will happen naturally. Let me break it down in natural terms. You drink enough alcohol, you will get drunk. If, if you're beloved enough, long enough, deeply enough, beliefful enough, it'll, it'll manifest. In, in love for each other. Now look here. The, the scripture tells us that in Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold. In other words, it's telling us check it out. Look at it. All things have become new. I see the this is You know what I mean? Okay. Now the um the body, the Bible tells us in it dwells no good thing. No good thing dwells in the flesh. And why is that? Because the flesh was corrupted its first generation. I mean, man, they didn't make it one generation before they corrupted the DNA. The DNA. The DNA of us is already doomed to fail. Corrupted. You know, you, your body was built to live forever. The physical body, but it got ruined. But that was the good news is God had a plan. Now, we can see that I want to take this time to say, you know, I don't even like to talk about the devil. I don't think about him much. I, I, I don't even speak. I, I, I kind of get annoyed when I hear preachers talking about the devil. Because the devil, he's, he's relative to those folks out there who are blinded by unbelief. They, they're scared. They're terrified out there. And he's out there running amok with them. But he, when he come in here, you know, you know I play this game with my, with my grandson. Luca, and I go and uh, I put on the Hulk gloves, and he puts on his uh, Spider-Man, and I go, puny human, I will defeat you, and then we fight, and and then I, I oh, 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 I'm defeated, and I lay down, and, and he stands over me, and he goes, I defeated you, you're defeated, you're conquered, what else we had to say to the devil, <laughs> you know what I mean, he's if he's in here, he's laying on the floor powerless. <laughs> the problem for us, this because because we we haven't learned yet how to walk completely out of this guy's corruption. Haven't learned it yet. This is the process of Christianity. This guy, he rear up every now and then. Tell me something crazy, or or in terms of love, or make it tough for us to love you. Oh, look what she said about you. Oh, look at that. She looked at you. She looked at you. Right. Oh. She walked right by you, you know. She didn't invite you to such and so, you know. All these kinds of things. And this fella is the one that's tripping on it. You know what I mean? He's feeling in, in the flesh, well, it's no good thing. The emotion he's feeling is erroneous. It's of no consequence. But it'll poison me, him, not the devil, him. Here's our natural love. You know, we all love. We all love love. We all want love. And our love, at its very best, is a bartering system. You know what I mean? You give me this, I give you that. We People talking about love language now. I, I see that people say, well, if you love me in my love language, then I'll love you in yours. And even in so-called good marriages, it's like 
They're successful at giving each other what they want. But what happens when they don't? You don't make me happy. Uh, we've grown apart. So what? What's that got to do with anything? All this is the dead guy. And the flesh, like I said, dwells no good thing. Even parental love, let's check that out. You know, and, and I'm sure a lot of us have done this or told our kids, you're representing me when you go out there. Make us look good. Now, this, uh, okay, I can dress them up and you know, twist the shoes so that they uh, look like they're going in the right direction. But that's all me in my head and what I think look good or be satisfactory as an appearance to all y'all. But the burden of a child, the responsibility to make me look good, I crushed him before he left the house. You know what I mean? It's enough for him to do good and be good and look good himself. For him to be saddled with that from me, it, it's possible. Then we say this other stuff like, uh, boy, because I said so. You know, it's our, it's, it's our responsibility to teach them something. I, used, I said that before, but I realized how smart my kids were. I only got three or four of those, so I better spare and use them carefully. Because they, they're going to say, well, what about this, that, and the third? You know, like, she's slipping. And this is, the way, this is the best kind of love we got, the stuff we learned from our parents. And look at this whole world is in that same corrupt from this guy. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs. Man, if it wasn't for salvation, some days I wouldn't get out of bed. Looking at this world, and, and now we got even Christians. They're so scared, they want some Second Amendment rights so they can get guns. Who are you going to shoot? The devil? <laughs> You know what I mean? And listen, this corruption has been around. This corruption been around a long time. I remember when I was a kid, man. We used to watch westerns, and at the end, the resolution of the matter, good versus evil, was the good guy shoot the bad guy. And so we'd go outside and we'd be practicing murder, practicing being murdered. It was our decision who was going to be. Hey, you're the good guy. I'm the bad guy. We decide. And then we send our young boys off to military training where they can be trained killers. And some of them come back here and get them weapons and kill people. You know, once the, the value and the real awe and magnificence for human life is gone or diminished, you're done, son. We as Christians ought to be, I think, uh, uh, a lot more proactive about that. God, now, God is different. His love never fails. The Bible says God so loved the world, undeserving folks, that he gave. He gave. Now imagine that for a solution. These folks were raggedy and they, everything they do is foul and, and stay scandalous and daily drama. But I'm going to give them something. You know, I, I should take their freedom from them, take their life. You know what I mean? I, but no, I'm going to give them something. And he gave his perfect love, living love. Not just where it took action one time and then stopped, but it's continuing, continuing to refresh and renew all the time. Just like every other living thing that he created. He made one seed, his whole plethora of trees out there. And you'll never see him out here kicking his shovel. The thing was designed to keep going. And so is this love. Through the sacrifice of his perfect son. Okay, I'm going to go here. Now, when I was a young boy at four years old, I went to Catholic school, and the nuns there had a program that they did. I didn't understand it much, but we were instructed to memorize this. And so they lined us all up, and they asked us one at a time. When then my turn came, they said to me, who are you? So my, my name is Michael Kenneth Jackson. 
Uh, my parents are Joyce James Jackson, Jr. and Dorothea Phillips Jackson. And they said, who made you? Clearly establishing a distinction between my parents and my maker. And I answered, well, God made me. And then they asked, why did God make you? The answer, and keep in mind, I was four years old. I'm 65 years old now. And the answer was, God made me to show his goodness and to share his love with me in heaven. Now, I've added, and on earth. But the thing is, I got that real nugget of teaching. Put it in an envelope of memorization and put it in my pocket. But I never knew how to, never learned how to unpack it until earlier in my 60s. That, that one little, and it's so powerful because in it, God made me to show his goodness and to share his love with me, meaning that that was my identity right there. Right? Love by God. And in the download, in the download of God's love to me, which he's the one who loved us first. And through that action, downloaded his love to us in such a way that our love elevates. It will. Well, it, it'll, in some small ways, we're going to be, we're being restored back to our original condition before sin infected the body, which means in this process, we stick in this process long enough, we'll learn how to walk in health. We'll learn how to not be sick. We'll learn how to be rich. We'll learn how to be loved and how to love each other with the exact same love and be a family. See, we, we learned the structure of the family from in the flesh, but how it actually works is in here. And, you know, I'm going to suggest one or two small ways. Well, I learned, you know, Amy is my daughter-in-law that we inherited from Jeremiah. Jeremiah passed away. Now, Amy is a, is a Stanford graduate. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of my family living in poverty and, like, lacking education or the right understanding. And so I've assigned her. So, look, look, here's one of my nieces. I want you to call her and pick her up. She said, I don't really know what to say or do or anything with her. And I said, you know what? Um, you just pick somebody. It doesn't have to be her. Somebody that you get along with. Somebody that you click with. And just take them up under your wing. You know, mentor. You know, we, in the process of living, in the natural, have been brothers. We've been sisters. We've been aunties. We've been cousins. We've been nephews. And uh, we can use the structure of those positions to build and grow the, the body of Christ. You know, I am so proud of, of this ministry right here. And, and it, it's elevated, seeing or uh, becoming now a part of the financial committee and then seeing on a lot of different levels what we have accomplished with so few. You know, you, you know it, 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 it's historic that most churches, 20% of the congregation that carries the whole thing. And here, you couldn't be here if it was 20%. Folks, folks, folks is real. And that, that love is, is, is building up and swelling and growing and showing. So I came with a purpose from God, and that purpose is to be loved. And in that acceptance of his love, it makes us his kids. And, and, and once we've downloaded that identity, we're it. That's it.